There is a common cycle out there of eating well and then having an off day or an event or your schedule being off because of the kids and it ending up throwing you off for weeks. And a few weeks later, when you reach that point of frustration, you start all over again from scratch, from square one. Well, it's time to stop starting over and get disciplined with nutrition for good. Let's talk about how to make that shift so you're falling off the wagon no more. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year, both times. And I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. I want to start off by encouraging you because this struggle, this getting on the wagon and then falling off the wagon because something comes up and then that just repeating that cycle is really common. It's a really common struggle amongst moms, amongst women, amongst everyone in general. And I think it's partially because we have a lot culturally, socially, you know, with messaging, with marketing around us, working against us, especially in this information age where things are just coming at you left and right. Very normal. We have very overwhelmed lives where we have stuff going on 24 seven. So it's hard to make that time and space to get intentional, but we're not here to talk today about the struggles and about why it's hard. We're here to talk about the solution. And for me, I've been through this cycle. This was something I went through for years and it took a long time for me to change it. It didn't change till after I had kids. But as I look back, I can see the instrumental factors that did help me change this cycle that did help me stop this stopping and starting when it came to my nutrition. So let's talk about what those three major factors were. The first one was education, self-education around nutrition. You do not have to be a registered dietitian who went to school for four years and has all the background knowledge to understand the basics of food and nutrition, or even to start looking into it. The amount of free resources and books and educators and experts out there that are giving you free information and free education is insane. You cannot tell me that you don't know how or where to find simple, basic nutrition, how we're to get started on education. And I'm actually going to give you a few topics to look into to start. If you're like totally at the baseline of, I really don't know anything about eating healthy. This is a great place to start is to just start self-educating yourself around nutrition. Again, so many free resources out there, blogs, 
recipe ideas that you can start playing around with. It's 2022. Do some self-education around food, around fueling your body. This for me was the very first step in getting off of that start and stop nutrition roller coaster. And honestly, this is what I started with when I started my health journey. Once volleyball ended in college, I had an extra year where I was doing grad school. And that's really when I got into health on my own because I didn't have coaches and trainers telling me what to do and where to be and what to eat. I was on my own. And (laughs) I don't share this part of my story a lot because it was so long ago. But when volleyball ended, I gained a lot of weight really fast because I wasn't working out. I was just eating whatever because I could for decades. And I gained weight over Christmas break really fast. And I was like, well, this does not feel good. I do not feel like myself. I feel sluggish. I feel unhealthy. There's no way in this body feeling this way I can take on full-time student teaching and a full 15 hours. I think it was like 15 or 18 hours of grad school work in the spring. It was insane. I was like, I can't do that. So I decided that I was going to rein in my nutrition. I was going to get active. I was doing Pinterest workouts and um, I just started finding fun recipes to make and trying different things. And then I started reading blog articles about this and that. And when I got into triathlons later that year, I decided to start learning about fueling before workouts and after workouts and during workouts, because that was important in triathlon training. And that was really the first, this education step is I think overlooked a lot because the everyday mom doesn't see herself as an expert in nutrition. And we're not, there's people out there that study that and can educate you, but that doesn't mean you can't glean information from them and learn from them. So you can be educated for yourself. We go into birth, we go into our weddings, we go into parenthood, wanting to be educated and resourced. So why don't we do that with our food for real, get educated, learning what was best to fuel my body again, before workouts, after, during the day at meals, when I became pregnant, when I was pregnant, well, you know, how to eat best when I was breastfeeding, how much to eat. These are all things that along the way I educated myself on because I am really at the end of the day, the only person who cares about my health. I mean, I shouldn't say it that way, but I care about my health more than anyone else because it's my body I'm living in. And I would hope you would feel the same way. You are living in your body. You're responsible for the choices you make and the education you decide to take on with it. And if you, you know, after listening to this, decide to stay ignorant to all of that, go ahead. But now, you know, this is an, it's an essential step in, if you haven't taken the time to do this, probably because you just overlooked it. You didn't know. And that's okay. But from here on out, don't choose to be ignorant. Choose to go get some education, look up some free resources. Um, Again, a few things that are great places to start, because I want to equip you in this episode. I want to tell you where to look for, like where to look and what to look for. Google is a great resource. Believe me. There's tons of amazing registered dietitians out there that have blogs, veggies and virtue. She's one of my good, Ashley's one of my good friends, but, um, she focuses more on the kid side, but totally can help moms with, you know, their headspace around food as well, because that's important. And when we feed our kids, so her podcast is great. Just a little mention there, but when it comes to learning about food and just getting started, doing some Google searches, finding some books, finding some blogs, finding some podcasts, whatever it is, resources, studies, you can look into first off the, I think it's really important to look and understand what the range of types of food are from minimally or non-processed foods to ultra processed. 
and which foods fall into each category. This is actually something I will teach in the exciting announcement I'll be making in the coming weeks. Um, we, I teach this a little bit more in depth and give you some resources on it, but it's really important in this day and age when like 70% of our grocery stores process foods to understand what is basically unprocessed and what that range is all the way to extremely ultra processed because there's a huge range and it has a range of an impact on your health. So just starting there, just understanding that and then kind of evaluating, okay, how much ultra processed foods am I eating day to day? You know, where does peanut butter fall? Where does sliced bread fall? Where does fruit fall? Where do the Nabisco whatever crackers that I like to eat with my kids, you know, when they don't eat the rest of them for snack time, so I snack on them. Where do those fall? Where do the Eggo waffles fall? Like when you can start to piece together, wow, like 50% of my diet is ultra processed foods, just making little shifts there is going to really make an impact on your nutrition and your ability. I mean, it's not even like you have to white knuckle your discipline and eating healthy all the time. When you can start to understand these principles and just get educated around them, the intrinsic motivation is going to shoot through the roof because you simply understand how it's affecting you. You understand what's good for your body and what's really not good for your body when you can start to understand this range of minimally or unprocessed foods to ultra processed foods. So go look that up, go learn about that and pick just that one thing and start implementing it. Another thing you can start looking into and learning about is portion sizes. Not going to go into that a ton because do a quick Google search on, you know, what is like a normal portion size. A lot of them are like hand-based, like a fist or like a fingertip, stuff like that very visual. Um, you can also go and Google and find out how many calories your body actually needs for the goal that you have. There's a lot of calorie calculators out there. I don't want you counting calories ever. I think it's a really obsessive track to go down, but if it works for you, it works. If just knowing the general range and then taking a few days and saying, okay, like the way I eat right now, on average, I'm eating this many calories, but my body needs around this many. I say around, estimated, approximate. I like to use those words because you're not trying to eat exact every single day, but just getting a picture of how much you do intake versus how much your body actually needs, it can give you a good picture on kind of where you're at based on if you want to lose weight, if you want to maintain your weight, if you're breastfeeding, there's tons of great calculators online to just give you a picture of what your body does need, because it might be more than you think. Um, you might, you know, if you do pay attention to what you're putting in your body and how many calories that does add up to, you might be eating more than you realize. Uh, going back to the whole minimally, minimally processed versus ultra processed. When you eat more ultra processed foods in your diet, you end up being less satisfied, less satiated over time. And so you end up eating more. I mean, that's literally how the food's designed to make you eat more and buy more. So, um, there's a little just kind of hint for you right there that if you can shift those things, if you can learn about those things and then shift those things, you're going to make a big difference in your journey. Just so simple, right? You're not even white knuckling the discipline. You're just learning and then implementing. So exciting. This is an important step one. And those are all great places to start. The second factor that was huge for me after getting educated and honestly along my journey, staying educated in nutrition, continually learning, even though it's not at like this crazy academic level where I'm getting degrees and certifications, like it's for me, it's for me and my journey. And you can't overlook the importance and the gravity that will have on your ability to be disciplined is just simply understanding what you're putting in your body and why and how it works. 
It's, it's simple. It's fun when you start learning. So go do that. The second factor that was huge for me was starting to notice the impact the foods I was eating had on my body later on. So let me explain this a little bit because it took me a little bit longer for this habit, this practice to sink in. But once I started learning what foods work best when in relation to workouts or sleep or rest days, like how they made me feel, um, you know, deciding how to create a nutritionally balanced meal with the different macronutrients. When I started to learn those things and play around with it and pay attention to how I felt after eating, how I felt a few hours later, how I felt the next day or throughout the week, if I ate a certain way it, and I'm not talking about like vegan or paleo or any of that nuts stuff. I'm just saying certain types of food, you know, more processed foods or more junk foods or really clean. Or there was a, a season where I kind of did the what's it called, where you pull foods out to kind of test, you know, if you have any sensitivities, which I I really don't, um, elimination diet. I kind of did a short one of those. So I was eating vegan for a hot minute and, you know, adding things back in. Not that you need to do that. I was kind of in an obsessive phase when I did that, just being honest. Um, but I, it really helped me not that specifically, but just paying attention to how foods, I still do this to this day, how foods make me feel later on after eating, will take your feeling of, I need to white knuckle discipline this. I need to eat healthy. I need to do this. It'll start to shift it into this intrinsic motivation. Again, that keeps coming up because I don't think discipline needs to come from this place of effort. I think discipline can truly come from a place of, and like it can be innate. It can come from this innate place that you are working out of ease. I really don't think we were designed to have to try to be disciplined and make these tough efforts and tough decisions all the time. Are there tough decisions? Sometimes, yes. But at the end of the day, when you can put this into place and you can educate yourself, start realizing how it's making your body feel right after a few hours later, the next day, you're going to start being able to stay disciplined from a much easier place than I think you've ever been. Um, So when you're looking at that box, of tempting Oreos or the bag of tortilla chips before your kids go to bed or after your kids go to bed and you start remembering, Oh, I did that a few nights ago. And when I woke up in the morning, I felt more swollen. I felt sluggish. You know, I, I didn't feel like getting up with my kids because I was still really tired. You know, when you start realizing, Oh, that like connection between the two, you just won't want them. Instead of saying, no, I can't have them because I'm trying to eat healthy. You're going to go, I did not feel great after I ate those the way I want to eat them right now. So I'm just not going to, because I don't want to feel that way again. Doesn't that feel different? Does that just sound so much different? And it truly can come from that place. When you start really being aware of how you feel physically after eating certain things, and that can go for eating really well too. How are you feeling? Are you more energized? We like normalize this whole I'm a mom, I need to rely on caffeine and I'm tired all the time and I'm stressed and anxious and all this stuff. And I'm not saying that food is the only answer, but food is a huge answer. And yes, our lives are busy. So it's easier to grab for the quick and easy foods that are usually more processed, but it's also having an impact on you. So focus on how your foods are impacting you later on and just be more aware of it. So you can start making decisions based on that instead of based on this strong, hard to hold on to effort to stay disciplined. And the last thing that I did, especially after having kids, that was 
essential to me making the shift in my journey to where I didn't have to feel super disciplined all the time and I stopped falling off the wagon with my nutrition is I changed one thing at a time. And I know you hear me say this all the time and the announcement that's coming, it's all around this. It's all around focusing on one thing at a time so you can actually make sustainable change, including with your nutrition. But all you have to do, if you're, if you've started educating yourself and you are aware of how foods are affecting you do this, pick one thing to change, start with one meal. And I'm not saying like, I'm going to do my meals first. I'm going to clean up breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No one meal or one snack, not like not all the snack times because there's different triggers at different snack times based on the time of day, your kids, your schedule, and just pick one, one of them. So you've probably got like breakfast, morning snack, lunch, afternoon snack, dinner, and maybe you eat after bed, like after the kids go to bed. There's like six opportunities. Please only change one of the six at a time. Please only get intentional about one of six at a time. Okay. Do not change it all at once. If you do that, I'm going to kick you in the butt. Like, please one thing at a time. If you try to do too many, it undoes every, every piece of work that you did in the previous two steps. If you've taken the time to educate yourself along the way, continually learning about how food's impacting your body and paying attention to how you're feeling after eating, eating certain things and eating certain ways, but then you try to go change it all at once. That was all for naught. So don't do that. Okay. Is it going to take longer for this long-term change to happen? Yes. But does it last? Yes. I'm literally a walking testimony to that. So in the long run, you actually can stop starting over and this discipline in your nutrition, this quote, eating healthy, it's actually your lifestyle. It's just how you show up. It's just how you make decisions based around food. It's not that difficult. And I hate that because we all feel like it really should be hard. And I think the effort that we put in sometimes to our nutrition is hard, but it's because we're coming at it the wrong way. So let's come at it from a place of, I want to get educated. I want to know how these foods are making me feel. So, cause it's individual. It's so individual and personalized. And then you're going to go do one thing at a time because that is the only sustainable way to change. And I will die on that hill. Fight me. Like I will die on that hill. So where do you need to start? Do you need to educate yourself on some basics with nutrition? Again, some easy, 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 easy things to start looking into is the range of types of processed foods and what falls into each category, learning about portion sizes, and then doing some sort of calorie calculator. So you can kind of get gauge where you're at versus what your body needs right now and see if there's any gaps there that you might need to, you know, evaluate and change. The second thing, do you need to start noticing the impact, what your eating has on you? Start just noticing how it's making you feel because when you can identify that, your intrinsic motivation to eat healthier is going to shoot through the roof. Or do you just need a simple starting point with your nutrition? Do you need that? I have so many resources over on the blog at thetuffleofmom.com on all of this, on all different types of starting points. I've got a ton of resources on each step of this. There's some experts we've had on the podcast when it comes to nutrition and all of those can help in each of these areas, each of them. Okay. So go check it out again, the toughlovemom.com backslash blog. That's where all of it is. You can search the website. You can check out whatever you need, but I just want to encourage you. Yes. This cycle that we can fall into super easily is yes, super common, but it does not have to be normal. And it does not at all have to be the way you live until the day you die. Like, come on, come on. You got more than half your life to live. Let's 
God willing, right? Let's get this fixed up. Let's take our time doing it. Might it take three, six, 12 months? Probably. But spending the time to do that, to get educated, to start being aware of how your body's feeling based on how you eat, and then changing one thing at a time, which is a long process. Yes, but I will gladly give you the accountability as a starting point session client or with the announcement I've got coming. But you have to do the work and you are more than capable. I know you are because I've walked it and there's plenty of insecurity in my life that in the past has held me back from making these changes. But once I put my foot down and said, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do it one thing at a time. I'm going to get intentional. I'm going to start being more aware of how I'm feeling after I'm eating. And I'm going to do this the right way because I've got kids looking up to me now and I want them to have these habits in place that are good, that are healthy and sustainable. And I want them to start that from a young age. That was my motivation. And I know it's yours too. I know that's a heart that you come from because gosh, they're our world. And we want them to grow up in a way that is not restrictive, is not just giving this full effort that we can never give our all and we can never do our best and we can never meet the standard we think we need for ourselves. We don't want them growing up in that, in that mindset. So let's break it now. Let's do it the right way, the sustainable way and get after it. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.